Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Media Podcast. We are your hosts, Wyatt, Bart, Jared, Lucas, and Aiden with you today to discuss uh, kind of a random hodgepodge of things, including uh, some NFL things, possibly an NBA redraft uh, from a certain year, and and a couple other interesting bits. So what we're going to start out today with is a fill-in-the-blank segment. So for each segment, for each question, we're going to lay out some statement with a blank in it and each person is or each person on the question is going to have to fill in that blank so we're going to start out with the non-qb with the best chance of winning offensive rookie of the year is blank wyatt what are you thinking Uh, so i'm gonna go with justin jefferson bart i feel like you might like that pick a little bit he's uh (laughs) He drafted by the Minnesota Vikings to be the heir apparent to Stefan Diggs. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Justin Jefferson isn't just as good as the other top three wide receivers in that. I honestly, I believe, had the run of wide receivers gone a little bit earlier rather than later, and C.D. Lamb had not fallen to 15, and, and teams had drafted sooner, I think Justin Jefferson could have been drafted far before where he was picked in the 20s, I believe. So I think he's getting slept on, and I think that that's going to be a huge advantage for him, and he'll be a surprise to a lot of defenders his rookie year. I think it's tempting with this wide receiver class to go with a wide receiver, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Um, Since 2000, the position with the most rookie years on offense actually is running backs, one more than quarterbacks. Um, So oftentimes the rookie of the year also is not someone that like comes out of nowhere, like Eddie Lacy, Cam Newton, RG3, OBJ, Kyler Murray, for example. So I try not to overthink it too much. The Colts had the fourth most rushing attempts per game last uh, season. I know that there might be pushback that the Colts already have a 1,000-yard rusher in Marlon Mack, but somebody like Alvin Kamara wasn't even the team's leading rusher when he won the Rookie of the Year as long as he gets involved in the passing game, and I think they can do that with Phillip Rivers. I was tempted to go J.K. Dobbins as well, but I felt like their backfield may be a little too crowded in Baltimore, so I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. I almost went J.K. Dobbins as well. And I, uh, I the only thing that I the only reason I didn't pick a running back is because you can look back on the list of other notable running backs who didn't win it, and where mm-hmm. they might not be in a situation where they either pile a lot of yards or get a lot of credit, like J.K. Yeah. Dobbins. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see about that. I think Justin Jefferson's a good pick too, though. Um, no, for sure. No love for uh, um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I know I saw him. Is, uh, what, yeah. What's what's the reason with him being up so high? He has the most, the highest odds I saw, or the best odds I saw. He's on a good team and he's talented. He's on the yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna yeah, yeah they're gonna feed him. Like but like, a... <laughs> I guess I looked at because they didn't even really rush that much the Chiefs mm-hmm. last year, and, and they didn't really pass their running back that much either. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll I see. Mean, it might be they had older running um, backs and stuff like that. They could work him into the yeah that's this true. year. I think. True. Anyway. NASCAR races are resuming May 17th. Lucas, I'm starting with you. There is a blank percent chance you'll watch NASCAR's big return. I'm going to go with 100 (laughs) that I watch at least one race. Beyond that one race, TBD. Um, As some of you may know, I used to be a big NASCAR fan back in the days. That passion waned a little bit as the years went on. I don't know when the last time I watched a race, but... It's something to watch. Like, at the very least, that's competitive and live and just enjoyable for the time being. So, again, like, it's been a while since I've watched NASCAR. It's not my favorite sport, but it's just I want to watch something. 
and feel something with sports again. And I think that'll give at least a little bit of a fix. And Kyle Larson got fired recently, so we don't have to deal with at least the open racism anymore. Uh, other types of racism, maybe, but um, we'll see. So I'll watch at least one race, see how it goes after that. Bart, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm the polar opposite. It takes me zero seconds <laughs> to come up with an answer to this, and my answer is that same number, zero, zero percent. Um, I can think of limitless things that I would rather do than watch a NASCAR race. To be entirely honest, with you. I've always been this way. I just don't. I don't see what the what the what any compelling attribute of NASCAR is. I just don't see it. It bores me. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to alienate the NASCAR lovers out there, but um, that's that's my take. Um, but hopefully, Lucas, you watch it and you actually enjoy it. I agree that it will be nice to have something, something to do. But I just would rather watch something else. Um, so <laughs> Bart, I that's 100 percent fair. To do. Yeah. But the cars are so um, fast, Bart. But they're, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, you're not wrong, but like, then I would rather watch Formula One. Like Jared has been, you know, doing recently. There you go. Is Jared is Formula One back? Question mark. They're, it's not back, but they're, they have a plan, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, okay. Next up, blank will be the Joe Burrow of the 2020 college football season, assuming we even have one. Lucas, let's start with you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Tanner Morgan, who is the quarterback for the University of Minnesota. So I briefly, briefly, briefly thought about picking Ian Book, Notre Dame's quarterback. People seem to be really, <laughs> people seem to be really high on Ian Book this yeah. year. But then I remembered Brian Kelly's history of quarterback trajectory, and it always seems to be downwards. Like, Deshaun Kaiser was great and then tailed off, and then Everett Golson was great and then tailed off, and then, I don't know, Tommy Reese and Malik Zaire and all, just never really worked out. So, despite having a good year uh, last year, I don't think it's going to be Ian Book. I do think it'll be uh, Tanner Morgan. Um, Minnesota's been really good the last year, especially under P.J. Fleck. Um, they almost won the Big Ten, won 11-2, beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl. And a large part of that was his play. Completed 66% of his passes, 3,000-plus yards, 10.2 yards per attempt, all of which are Minnesota records. He's got Rashad Bateman at wide receiver. And I think he could have a really, really good year again and sort of like elevate himself to a higher level because Minnesota is Minnesota still and flew a little bit under the radar. But I think if he elevates his game just a little bit and they're just as good this year, he could make a lot of noise. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. It's not completely out of nowhere. He has the 25th best odds on FanDuel. I, I found his name on there. My pick's going to be... <laughs> 25 is pretty out of nowhere, I, I would pretty, say. Yeah. I, no, no. I wanted to go with somebody that literally I could not find odds for. I went with I went with uh, Chase Bryce. And if you're, Clem, yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're a Clemson fan, you know who Chase Bryce is. He led uh, the t- Clemson Tigers to a fourth-quarter game-winning drive against Syracuse. In 2018, when Trevor Lawrence got hurt that game mm. on their 15-0 season, he transferred from Clemson to Duke. Um, like I said, couldn't find any odds for him. He was a four-star recruit. Dabo Sweeney seems to be uh, very good at like identifying talent, so it seems like he's probably a good fit. But he's going over to Duke, and the coach there, David Cutlift, has coached Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Daniel Jones. He's considered a quarterback guru, I guess. And, and Duke has a really easy season. So I could see him having like a Lamar Jackson type season where his team only wins like nine games, mm-hmm. but he like electrifies the nation kind of thing. So um, I'll, I'll be looking out for him. 
I like how you said Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Daniel Jones. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was my main equals. takeaway as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but still, he's coached some good quarterbacks. Is all I'm saying. Um, Hathor Bjornsson, who played the Mountain on Game of Thrones, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, just broke the world deadlifting record by deadlifting 1,104 pounds. He, just just for some more context, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, he's six nine and weighs four hundred fifty two <laughs> pounds. Um, so Bart, I'm go, I'm gonna go over to you. Blank could beat Hathor Bjornsson in a fight. Okay, so <laughs> this one stumped me for a while. Um, I don't know. I feel like any answer is gonna be a stretch just because he's a beast. My first thought was the Hound. Um, obviously, it's a cop out. Sorry for the spoilers if anybody hasn't seen Game of Thrones. My actual answer is a guy by the name of Vasily Komatsky. Um, mm. If anybody knows anything, you'll know who this guy is. Oh, this Vasily, guy is the, yeah. the person, he's the person you've seen in memes, maybe, um, in the Russian slapping competition. Um, he's, he's the 2019 champion. He's literally a farmer from Siberia. Um, but he's also like built like a tank, also apparently just super buff. I was like, I don't know that it makes sense to necessarily pick a big person because like big on big, Hofthor will probably still win. But I figure somebody who can slap the daylight out of you is as good as a pick of, as any. <laughs> so that's my choice. Aiden, what about you? <laughs> no, that's fair. I feel like that'd be a, yeah, that'd be a fight that lasted more than two or three seconds and that's that's what we're looking for right um but <laughs> i'm going beyond human here um i don't i don't think there's a person on this earth <laughs> who can effectively beat half thor um i'm going with the norse god of odin um because because <laughs> half thor first of all he's from he's from iceland uh he's won several viking related competitions and like high key he's just Whoa. like he is a modern day viking let's Let's be honest here. Um, and I, I think that Half Thor, his name almost sounds like half of Thor. Um, I think he I think him versus Thor, you know, the lightning god and all that that stuff, um, would be a would be a fight. But Odin, Thor's father, for those who aren't familiar with North mythology, <laughs> come on, keep up. Um, I think would have a better chance. He's got a lot of magic and stuff. Um, I, I think he could maybe take down Half Thor and <laughs> all 450 pounds of half thor. i did not realize you weighed that much that is absurd shouldn't be physically possible honestly though. real quick too on fighting he's he's going to box the former record the former deadlift record holder eddie hall sometime yeah. next year i, thought that was funny. I will watch like high will watch that yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway moving on back to the the realm of actual humans um okay wyatt the most interesting training camp qb battle will be blank i'm going with the bears i think that the uh the plot definitely thickens because the bears declined mitchell trubisky's fifth year option uh just a couple days ago so it's a clear indicator that they're willing and ready to move on from the quarterback but they also the next guy in line is Nick Foles, so it's gonna be interesting to see who decides to step up and take over in the starting role. And I also think that it's not over as far as the Bears signing quarterbacks because Cam Newton's still on the market, and I think that there's a possibility yeah. it just might get a little juicier in that quarterback room, <laughs> and Cam Newton's gonna join that group. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> no, that that would be very interesting. Um, 
Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's obvious to me. There's there's a clear choice, and that's the Bengals, which is a wide open race. You know, it's it's gonna be <laughs> probably Andy Dalton though. <laughs> um, no, I, I was also the Bears on this one. Like the Bears got to give the people what they want, and that's Nick Foles starting. Like that is oh that'll that'll give me so much I always say satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, odds makers are currently tabbing Nick Nick Foles as the week one starter. They're already down on on Mitch. Of course wow. they are, um, and <laughs> I think I think Mitch is going down. <laughs> I, I do want to note that the Saints would be a fun option to watch, and not for number one because obviously Drew Brees, yeah, yeah. but I'd like to see how it goes between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill in that quarterback mm-hmm. room. Yeah, I'd like if to we're looking fly for on the wall there. Yeah, looking for the the most mediocre, you know, fun QB battle to watch. Look for the Redskins with Kyle Allen versus Dwayne Haskins. That'll be just yeah. a great <laughs> battle of both of them being meh during the preseason and the coach having to actually pick one to start. Wait, real quick though, in Trubisky's defense, like he's only played three seasons, and one of them was a Pro Bowl <laughs> season. Like, and I've seen articles like, is it fair to label him as a bust? Like, dude, he give him more time. I don't know. He might, maybe he is a bust, but give him more time. I don't think he's a bust yet. I'm not gonna be out on Trubisky, um, just as as much as like everybody else is. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do a little bit of a redo, and we're gonna redraft the 2011 NBA draft. Um, actually, you know, it's funny is when I was putting together my big board and, and doing the draft, <laughs> there was a lot of studs that were in 2011, uh, the 2011 NBA draft. So it's a snake order. So I'm going to take over on this very first pick and I have 45 seconds here on the board. So I'm going to mull it over here real quick. <laughs> it's still, there's decided. a couple options here. I could take a number one. I penciled in Jimmer for as my number one option, <laughs> the inventor of for range the Steph Curry before Steph Curry, but the obvious pick is Kawhi Leonard. I'm going with Kawhi Leonard, number one. Uh, Whatever team aside, he is the greatest Raptor of all time, and he's this championship whisperer who's now going to move from team to team to get these teams uh, a ring and a banner. I'm I'm here for Kawhi joining 30 teams and winning 30 titles. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. Um, so I think number number two is a little bit more interesting. This is this is my pick now. Um, I I I I'm not super convinced that I'm right on this one, but my choice is Kyrie. Um, he he's just when he's I know his injuries are my main concern and just his general like weird attitude towards life. <laughs> but I think when he's on, when he's really on, he's like he's so electric and he's so unstoppable. I think that's that's the type of player that anybody would die to have. Um, and it's, it speaks to how good Kawhi is that Kyrie doesn't go number one here. So that's my pick. Yeah. yeah. And even with his injuries, I, I would just to defend your pick a little bit. I would take like <laughs> even if it's just five good years, like I would I would take that. Uh, right know. yeah just because yeah. N- nba is so superstar driven especially yeah, yeah. um Ky- with that being said Kyrie was actually not really at the top of my board i had a couple guys in front of him my pick is clay thompson um uh. yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it's a little maybe it's a reach um but i i think yes you can say you yes you can say that he benefits from being on the warriors but also we don't know that if he was on his own team what he could do like maybe he could do even more if he was on his own team. I like his swagger too. That's something I would want on my team if I was drafting. Um, if I was like drafting for fit and stuff. So I'm gonna go with Clay. 
I also have Clay as number two on my big board here. Interesting. I'm pretty high on Clay Thompson. Plus, he's he's local, Jay. He's a uh, he's yeah, he grew up Lake around here. He went to school around here. He went to Wazoo. That's what he did. Yeah. So I gotta re- gotta support the community, I, you know. My my <laughs> difficulty with him is because we just don't know how good he really would be if he hadn't been drafted to be paired alongside Steph. He scored like sixty concern. points on two dribbles. I mean, yeah, I know, but that's that's one game. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> long term. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm up next picking, and your guy's number two was Clay on your big board. I'm going to get my number two on my big board at number four, four and that is Kemba Walker. Wow. Um, oh. I think it's not the flashiest pick, but Kemba has quietly developed into one of the best guards in the league recently. He played with the Hornets, and so he was kind of under the radar. But when he slid into Kyrie's spot in Celt- for the Celtics, he didn't. the Celtics didn't really get much worse. Um, <laughs> if they pretty much stayed the same, and so you get a, Ky- I think, someone who can give you pretty close to production of Kyrie without all the drama, without all the injury concerns. He's the second highest points per game of anybody in the class at twenty point two. So I think Kemba is going to be my number four pick. Yeah. Um, well, I am thrilled. Uh, my my number two has fallen to me, and that is that's that's pretty big. This, this is a good day. I'm going with Jimmy Butler. As the, the number five pick, Jimmy Buckets. Um, he's lockdown defender. He's a winner. He cares. And, you know, there, there are certain teams that he doesn't belong on, like, you know, the Sixers, who just don't, <laughs> don't care enough. Um, and the Timberwolves. Anyway. <laughs> and the Timberwolves, he, had, he admitted he, that he only scored <laughs> once in that, in that uh, infamous practice session. <laughs> no. He admitted that in the interview the other day. Yeah. Wait, what infamous practice session? The the one uh, when he was on the Wolves when he when he like played with the second streamers and oh. shouted MFers need me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's who I want on my team. Okay, that kind of confidence <laughs> and lack of output. Yeah, no. Um, but but no, I, I'm very happy to to have Jimmy buckets on my team at the moment. Um, with my number six, I was I was going back and forth with this one. But I'm going with Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, I, <laughs> he's he's money from downtown. You know, he's he's just absolutely killing it on the Jazz at the moment, or was two months ago or so. He shoots forty percent from three. Um, you know, Jimmy can can penetrate a little and then pass out to Boyan. So my my two on two team here <laughs> is pretty legit. Um, so that's what I'm taking with the number six pick. <laughs> Uh, well, that's who I was going to take with my number seven pick, but you stole him from me. <laughs> so um, for the last pick, I was debating between two guys. First, who I'm not going to pick is Ennis Cantor, but next is going to be mm. Tobias Harris, who I am going to go with. He had a pretty quiet start to his career, playing for the Magic, Pistons, Clippers, kind of bopping around. Mm. But in his last couple of years with the Clippers, he like really came on. And with the Sixers, um, I think he's really come into his own. I don't think he'll ever be a pure number one guy on a team, even though he's making that type of money. But good stats all around, almost 20 points, seven rebounds a game last year. Solid all-around guy that I think can supplement Kemba in his scoring. So I'm going to take Tobias Harris at seven. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm debating between like three players right now, actually. <laughs> Uh, but the three players, I'll tell you what, the three players I'm debating b- between are Chandler Parsons, mm. Ennis Cantor, or Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, I feel like, I don't know, if we're looking at just like um, 
only a couple years worth of productivity, maybe one year worth of productivity. Like, I think I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, just 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 even for that for his one good year, you know, he's got he's got the swagger that I want on the team as well. Um, so I, I think mainly for that reason, I guess I'm going with Isaiah Thomas. I don't have a good reason. I didn't really care too much mm. about my eighth pick. Uh, I just wanted Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, so. my choice is actually not somebody that you had con- you had you had been considering there at all. Um, I think this is mm-hmm. a, a steal here. Actually, I'm going to go with Nikola Vucevic. Um, <laughs> sixteen and ten on his career. He, he put up nearly twenty and eleven last year. I think he's a super underappreciated big man. I mean, I know the Magic are generally trash, but. Uh, he, he, I don't know. I, you, you, you love, you always love guys who can give you a double double every night. Um, and so he's, he seems to still be getting better too. So that's my choice at nine. Hmm. So I have to take the number 10th pick, which means I just get the last of the bunch, <laughs> which makes it incredibly difficult for me to pick because I'm either debating between Tristan Thompson or Marcus Morris. And I think I'm going to go with Marcus Morris. As my number ten pick, I'm picking a guy who's gonna pair with Kawhi. Uh, I think he, he's he's already on the Clippers. Is he, is that correct? And Markeith is on the Lakers. The twins are both both the twins are in LA. I know that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna go with that. He's a three pointer. He's gonna be a good stopper for Kawhi. I wanted to get a strong wing, and I almost picked him on Shepard, but I'm gonna go with Marcus Morris. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Tristan is too busy. You know hooking up with one of the Kardashians. I forget which one. Um, <laughs> yeah. On off, so, so, yeah, you want someone who's focused. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so moving on from our redraft, that was, a, I think, a pretty effective redraft of the 2011 NBA draft. Um, we're going to be doing what to name your future NBA player. So, so last week I mentioned um, <laughs> just a, a stat of a particular name that was very popular for an NFL player. And I was curious as to which name, um, which names are more likely to appear in the NBA than, than your average Joe, for example. And, and Joe did not fare very well, um, given, given the results. Um, so, yeah, so I was dealing with Nate Silver, you know, being in my ear all week, being like, hey, you know, put this on 538. Don't release this as part of your You Thought Media <laughs> podcast. But I had to ignore him. He's a friend of the pod, but... Uh, I, I did ignore him. Um, so anyway, the the restrictions on this, first of all, were I only considered American players, America first. Yeah, no, um, it was because it was because I noted nationalist Lewis. I only had American baby names, so international names when they popped up were always like the most likely to go to the NBA, and I was like, I, I can't. I can't do this. Um, in terms of other issues that there were, was there was a lot of trouble in terms of nicknames because um, mm. most of the NBA data I had was in like their their you know kind of short, not formal name, whereas all the baby names were in these very formal things. So there there may be some error in converting names, like the the nickname list conversion list that I was using for some formal name or or for some nickname to a formal name included like the name Dilly converts to the formal name of Deliverance, um, which I thought was an interesting. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I've never known a Deliverance, so I guess I wouldn't know whether to call them Dilly or not. Um, <laughs> and and at the moment, I've only done it for the NBA, or for the, yeah, for the NBA at the moment. Um, I'd like to do the WNBA next week because we are an equal opportunity podcast. Um, also for the NFL at some point in the future. 
But anyway, so starting with the, the good choices for names, if you're picking a baby name, um, these are a lot less fun than the, the bad choices, which are, um, <laughs> yeah, which, which are a good time. Um, so first of all, Jabari is our, our number one. If your name is Jabari, you are 20 times more likely than average to make the NBA. Um, also, Derek with two R's. Um, so yeah, don't, don't make sure you spell it right or else there's going to be no advantage for Derek, for little Derek. <laughs> like, like R-R-I-C-K? R-R-I-C-K. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, and these are, these are names that pop up more than, uh, three times, three times or more within the data. So I wasn't including people who were, you know, showed up once, um, cause there, there are a lot of pretty wild single names that show up. Um, Kirk is a surprising one that was also pretty popular as well as Antoine, Rodney, Shabazz is a good one. Um, if you're looking for a name. Um, so are there multiple Shabazzes? There are multiple Shabazzes, and by that I oh, mean wow. there are two Shabazzes. <laughs> it's still when you when I go down to including people who who've only shown up twice, it's it's the most likely name to make the NBA. Um, How many Jabaris are there? The only one I can think of is Parker. There are four apparently at the moment. There are Ooh. thirty Derricks though, according to my data set. Thirty so Derricks. I'm not sure if there are that many Derricks. Um, but <laughs> that's what the data says. Um, I have a question when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah. I, are I these players who have ever played in the NBA or are currently playing in the NBA? What's the criteria? Good question. I should have, yeah, I should have clarified this at the beginning. It's players, I think the data set started in 1996. So um, any player who's been in the NBA since 1996. Okay. Um, and the baby names are since popularity since 1980, since I figured, you know, um, that gives some... A pl- a p- if a child was born in 1980 and made, made it to the NBA in 1996, that'd be pretty impressive. Um, so maybe I should have done <laughs> yeah. like 1978 or something. But anyway, um, in terms of the bad choices for names, um, it's the the short answer is all of our names. Um, so <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> there is no one with any of the the, the hosts of this podcast. None of them have a uh, a twin NBA player. Um, so, no. so starting with the, with the unpopular, irrelevant names, um, Jared, um, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> so there, there is no NBA player named Jared spelled J-A-R-O-D, um, and names that are more popular than yours, Jared, this isn't totally relevant, um, uh, but Jet, uh, with two T's, <laughs> Cullen, what? as in, you know, Edward Cullen, King, Zayden, Maverick, um, so I think you were 380th of the of the most popular names not found in the NFL. Um, and, wow. and Bartaj, you're, you're up next. You were, yeah, Jared was 380th. Um, you were 7,300. <laughs> did, did you I try Bartaj or Bart? Yeah, Bartaj. Um, Bart was, Bart was probably in like the, the, he was in the hundreds, I think. Um, oh, okay. Respectable. And this is again, because I'm using American baby names, but uh, Bart, you were right by Caillou. Um, and yes, <laughs> calculated, intentional. So, so where where you want to be? <laughs> but anyway, what, what's nice for Jared and Bart is that they don't really have an excuse because there there's not very many of them. Um, for for the rest of us, we we have no excuse. We um, we are just failures. Uh, Wyatt, you're number twenty two on the list of most popular names who does not have um, a a twin oh. NBA player. Um, oh. I did not I realize did, the name Wyatt was so popular. So that's, that's I did look up though. There is a there's a Wyatt Walker in the mm-hmm. G League. Hey, so, okay. the chance is still it. there. 
He's going to make you know, it. Our, I, I our chances are slim, but not zero. So I'm rooting for you, Mr. Walker. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> and Lucas, you're, you're number nine on the list. Uh, of, Yikes. And, and this is kind of unfair because there is a Lucas uh, Naguira, who's a Brazilian player who's in the NBA or has floated around the NBA and the Raptors. Um, but because we were not including um, non-American players, you, you kind of lose out there. Uh, well, if I can't have an NBA player, I kind of just want to tank my name to be down by Caillou. At yeah, exactly. That's, so like, much, that's, all. that's so much more fun, right? Yeah, Bart, you were, I know. You were also near Summit and Leo Vardo. Um, those names what? were more popular than yours in terms of American babies, Bart. What? Uh, <laughs> Polish um, people need anyway, to step their game up, huh? I, I know. I know. <laughs> Wait, um, how many? Do you know how many Bartoshes there were? Oh, that's a good question. I, I can search and get back to you while I talk about the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, in terms of Aiden's, there are well, <laughs> within the top thirty, there are actually two different Aiden spellings. Uh, so that's exciting. Oh. Um, my spelling is preferable, or there are just there are fewer <laughs> of us. I'm 26th. Aiden with an E is 16th. Uh, when you combine, we'd be fourth overall. So yay, Aiden's. Uh, we're we're going to show up in, in the NBA any second. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, that that, oh, I, that one surprises me. Yeah, Aiden's, Aiden's exploded in the past couple of years. It's, they're coming. The Aiden's <laughs> are coming. Um, in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of the top five, this is exactly what you'd expect. Uh, we've got Brian spelled with a Y, Logan, <laughs> Dylan, Jose, and Ethan. Um so oh, shout out Ethan. Exactly. Yeah. Your whole family, Jared and Wyatt, you're you're all there. Um some <laughs> other highlights of the top twenty-five um are Hunter, Jaden, and Jesus. Um although that note that God was there's been an NBA player named God, so that's exciting. Um but, but yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like the t-shirt that's like the son of, or the picture of like the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Bart, I don't have a specific number on yours, uh, but in terms of percentage of all names, you are 3.36 times 10 to the negative sixth of all people. <laughs> I love it. You're a rare Us breed, against the world, baby. I respect that. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> maybe i'm not sure yeah uh, but anyway I, yeah. it's fine so, maybe anyway. i don't want to know the specific number maybe it's better this way <laughs> just so find to, each other throughout your life so to clarify brian with a y is the most popular baby name that does not have an mba sorry no it's fifth it's ethan so get on ethan about ethan that. is number one ethan is number one oh, i was okay. going from five to one which i don't think i wow. specified so ethan is number okay. one yeah, tell That's him to crazy. start dribbling or yeah, something. Yeah, we needed to start you practicing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not too late. Dennis Rodman like didn't play basketball in college. So he was 22. What? So there's time. People forget. Hey, okay. <laughs> Ethan will be the next Dennis Rodman. Let's go. <laughs> book it. Book it? Yeah, yeah book it. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's transition into uh, a new segment we're doing. This is NFL Start Bench Cut. This probably sounds familiar to a game that you may or may not have played with a an ex- expletive in it, uh, but we're not going to mention it because we want our episode to be published on Apple and Spotify, and it goes quicker. <laughs> it goes quicker when it's clean. So 
Start bench cut. You get three options. One of one of the players you have to start, the other player you bench, the other player you cut. So first I'm gonna go to Wyatt. These are your three options. <clears throat> Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Mitch Trubisky. I gotta go to bat for my guy. I'm picking Jameis Winston as my starting quarterback out of this group. To start? Uh, start Jameis Winston. You heard it here. I'm going to bench Camden. And then I know I was saying that I'm not like out on Mitch Trubisky, but I'm going to cut Mitch, Mitch Trubisky because he's in Hall of Fame company with Jameis Winston. So there's no way I can like afford to keep him in that same quarterback room. Plus, Cam Newton's kind of an unknown. And I think Jameis Winston, although he threw 30 interceptions, also threw like 30-plus touchdowns and 5,000 yards. So I'm going to start Jameis. Um, I am out on Mitch Trubisky, so he is my cut. That one is that one is easy for me. Um, but I, I guess I'm on the other side of the coin. I know Cam is an is an unknown, but in my opinion, he is innocent until proven guilty. Until we see him play again and be trash, so he's my start. And I love I love Jameis too for for who he is. But I I gotta bench him. Maybe maybe the Saints quarterback room will will transform him. I'd but he got lazy now. She I know he did, did. but again, got he, now, got now he's innocent until proven guilty of being meh. So <laughs> he said that he could see. He, Jameis said that he could see, like street signs and <laughs> license plates and all that stuff. Now, so like he's he's, he's a different kind of guy today. I really feel honestly the fact that he only threw thirty interceptions before and couldn't yeah. see street signs is impressive. I know we talked about this like many episodes ago, but maybe we didn't talk about it enough. Like, how was he even playing as as an NFL player? Uh, how was he living as a person? He can't see anything. He couldn't read. That's so funny. <laughs> he oh learned the playbook through sounds. Anyways, <laughs> um, next up, we're gonna go to you, Jared. Tell me, who are you starting, benching, and cutting out of Chase Young, Miles Garrett, and Nick Bosa? So I didn't make, like, too controversial of a list. Probably not controversial at all, actually. I'm starting Nick Bosa just because he's great all across the board. He had an interception last year, which Miles Garrett didn't. So, <laughs> and, he, and he played in the NFL, so, so he's starting. I'm benching Chase Young. 16 and a half sacks in college is really good. Um mm. I'm sure. I mean, he from he's from Ohio State as well, so I'm sure he's gonna do pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just cutting Miles Garrett, not really because of like the character issues or anything. Um, and he has like a lot of sacks, but I just think the other two I would rather, I would rather take, even yeah. even if they're just barely younger. Like Miles Garrett is still young, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Aiden, fair. what about you? Yeah, yeah, we definitely got the the young guns here. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. cutting Miles. Um, he's. He's possibly the most like raw. Mm, Chase Young is pretty rawly talented, uh, but there he's definitely you know one of the most talented defensive ends in the league. Um, he had ten sacks in ten games last year, so like even if he's just playing ten games, that's pretty good. But I, I'm yeah. still cutting him. Uh, my bench is gonna be Nick Bosa. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on a player I haven't seen playing the NFL yet. But anyway, Nick Bosa. Um, fun fact that I learned this week, uh, the Bosa bros are great grandsons of a notorious Chicago mob boss, Tony Accardo. Um, and that 100% checks out. It was something that was like, oh, wow. But like also not at all surprising. Um, uh, they have that mob boss energy. Yeah, exactly. That mob (laughs) boss energy. Um, my start though is going to be Chase Young. I think he's going to be better. Uh, I'm going to say Nick Bosa had 43 of the, the 50 defensive rookie of the year votes this year. I'm going to say that Chase Young has more than that this year. 50? 45 or Unanimous. Up. 
He's no, more than 43. I'm saying he's having more than 43, but, you know, may, maybe you know. No, we'll, say unanimous. We'll yeah. <laughs> I'm saying 49, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think in a year, um, you know, um, I think that he's going to have a more effective rookie season than Chase Young. He's extremely talented. He was a better player in college. Um, I think he's going to have more rookie of the year votes, and I, I would rather have him on my team at the moment. Moving into our next start bench cut, we've got receivers this time. We've got Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. Jared, who are you picking? So for my start, I'm going with Michael Thomas, obviously. I mean, 17-25 receiving yards last year is just ridiculous. Um, his highlight reel is my favorite of the three as well. Uh, like his, just how he plays. And um, he's, he was a first-team All-Pro two years in a row uh, and he's i believe he's the youngest uh, is that correct he's the youngest on the list um i think he is i think that's um, true yeah. i'm benching yeah. mike evans um solely again solely for the reason because i like his highlight reel better than deandre hopkins because i'm cutting deandre hopkins because he has a more illustrious career he's been all pro i think the last three years as well but um mike and i think mike evans is like a year younger um, but I like his style of play better. Uh, I remember him at Texas A&M as well, so I remember like kind of watching him longer than DeAndre Hopkins. So that's kind of the, the reason I'm going with them. What about you, Wyatt? See, I was worried we were going to have the same list because I'm also going to start Michael Tom- Thomas. Mm-hmm. Just for everything you said about his his career so far, and I think that he's only going up from here. I read a list yeah. that he's on like a he's projected, or he has the possibility of being an MVP candidate outside of quarterback. So he was like a top five MVP candidate in the next couple of years, but I'm going to bench Deandre Hopkins and I'm going to cut Mike Evans. And I didn't, I didn't watch a bunch of Mike Evans highlight reel before we started doing this. So (laughs) I don't have a lot to go off of, but I think that you can't argue that the talent um, level is, is comparable between Deandre Hopkins and Mike Evans. Really? You think Mike Evans is better? I think they're on the same level. No, I don't think they're on the same level. I'm going Hopkins first, and then Mike Evans. Okay. Hopkins is a better catcher of the football. Okay. Okay. Jared doesn't seem convinced. (laughs) (laughs) Sell him. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray as DeAndre Hopkins quarterback and Tom Brady as Mike Evans quarterback. We will see what happens. Okay, so we're going to move on. We're going to go coaches edition. So we're going to go start, bench, cut, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, or Sean Payton, Lucas. So I think there's a pretty obvious start here, and it's Bill Belichick. Uh, I feel like say what you want about the man, but he's one of, if not the greatest coach in NFL history. He's won six Super Bowls. And I think the Pats' continued success um, and consistent defensive excellence are pretty much a consequence of his coaching. And I don't think anybody else is really on his level here. Bench, I'm going Andy Reid because I think he is an absolute lovable guy who's a great <laughs> coach both in Philadelphia, um, Super Bowl appearance there, tons of NFC championships, and also in Kansas City where he finally won that Super Bowl. He's a great offensive mind, um, but I don't think he's obviously on Belichick's level, so that's why he's my bench. My cut is Sean Payton. He and Andy Reid both have won Super Bowl, but he's so much less likable than Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. He won that Super Bowl like putting bounties on players. <laughs> yeah. He can't be the Vikings in recent years. It's been a while. So I think like 
Andy Reid and Sean Payton are probably on the comparable level in terms of like coaching ability and prowess, but I just would rather have Andy Reid than Sean Payton. So yeah. that's why I'm cutting that's Sean fair. Payton. Yeah. Yeah, yep. You you took the words right out of my mouth for Sean. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's 100% percent of Vikings fan in me talking. I don't know if it's rational necessarily to still hold a grudge for this, <laughs> um, but I just, I can't forgive him for the, the whole bounty thing. Yeah, so Sean Payton, easy cut for me, but... <laughs> I'm going to flip your, your bench and your starter. Um, Whoa. For, for me, it, it literally, it just comes down to a personality thing. Like you said, Andy Reid is lovable. He seems like such a great guy. He's so wholesome. I just love everything about him. Bill Belichick, dude, he's a robot. What even is his personality? <laughs> I just, like... You, you, I, I would take a robot for six Super Bowls. I'm going to be honest. No, but see, for me, it's about, the, it's about the enjoyment of, like, coming to work. And you just get the sense that Patriots players don't really love playing for him all that much. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I could be reading into it too much, or rather, maybe not enough. Um, obviously, I don't know what, what goes on in that locker room, but uh, I just think playing for Andy Reid would be a whole lot more fun. So that's my start. Okay, and and <laughs> moving on from that to round out uh, this this segment, we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion of uh, well, maybe maybe some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Aiden, let's start yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, Nathan Peterman. What are your picks? Yeah, some some tough calls. You know, I had to look up compare pro ball compare pro bowls and you know number of mvps and super <laughs> bowls and such um but i'm gonna i'm gonna be starting jamarcus um you know he held out his rookie year um and you know the raiders finally understood how much he was worth and uh, that was good uh, <laughs> honestly though statistically he was way better than the others or significantly better his 18 tds to 23 interceptions over his career um was was better than our uh, alternative options here um my bench is going to be nathan peterman um he just needs to sit a while and learn behind <laughs> a true pros pro in jamarcus yeah. russell he'll he'll yeah. learn a lot um nathan peterman has thrown four times as many interceptions as touchdowns it's it's not ideal uh, but again he'll he'll get there uh, my cut is gonna be ryan leaf um, at least Nathan Peterman was drafted in the fourth round, so like he kind of just got thrown into it. He was never meant to really be um, legit. Ryan Leaf was second overall, I think, um, and his his stats are horrific. Um, <laughs> Fourteen touchdowns, thirty six interceptions, wow. completion percentage below fifty percent. Plus, he had a lot of anger issues apparently, um, which which doesn't help. Apparently, he's doing better now. Ryan Leaf, he had he had some pretty serious legal issues a couple of years ago. Um, but, but now or then he's, he's my cut. Nathan, Nathan's going to take the spot over him. Well, so I picked to start Ryan Leaf for the same reasons that you maybe cut him. The anger, I think, if you read it in a more positive light, it's passion. It's intensity. It's, listen, if he wasn't put in a great situation with the Chargers, there was a lot of hype. I think it just overwhelmed him. You channel that anger in a positive direction, you have a good quarterback. And none of these guys were, like, any good as is. So, like, he's got the physical skills. He's got the passion. Maybe it could work for him. My bench is Jamarcus Russell, who is like the biggest product of like oh being a one season wonder in college that I've ever seen. Like maybe even just one game. Like he had one really good game against Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl that year. And they're like, he's the greatest quarterback ever. But he does have like the physical skills to do it, though he does need to watch game film. 
So maybe if you can get him to <laughs> Marcus Russell, who famously did not watch any game film. Um, My kind of guy. So if you get him to do that, I like his potential as a good backup to Jamarcus. Uh, to Ryan Leaf. Um, and my cut then is Nathan Peterman, who is a classic case of just like a white dude failing up. Like he, <laughs> and it was like, he was, he's constantly uses the example of like, how does Colin Kaepernick not have a job in the NFL if Nathan Peterman does? Um, and I think there's pretty good reason for that. Like Aiden said, three touchdowns to 12 picks in his career wow. is just horrific. Like he didn't play much and what he did, he was just terrible overall so i like and he doesn't oh, even have like the sort of like physical skills you'd get in jamarcus russell or ryan leaf so i i can't see any other choice for nathan peterman but then to cut him oh, yo so. wasn't jamarcus russell the one who like the team gave him like blank tapes of film Yes. And then to, to, to see if he was actually watching them and he did not like, didn't say anything <laughs> I think he said oh. something like blitz packages. Like, he, would just, he would like use like blitz packages like over and over. Oh, oh, dude. So, all right, icons. Okay, yeah. So, uh, to to close out the the episode, we're gonna we're gonna just go into our ever recurring segment, short stories. I'll kick things off this week. Uh, and I want to just talk about Florida and, and what the state of Florida is doing for, for the state of sports right now. Uh, they're, they're keeping them alive single-handedly, it feels like. So <laughs> Florida and, and their governor, Ron DeSantis in particular, I think that's how you say his name. Um, so I definitely didn't realize this, but in March, um, WWE actually filmed WrestleMania without any fans there, of course. Um, and then they aired it in April and they filmed that in Florida. Um, and the governor said that he wants them back when there are actually fans because it costs them millions of dollars. He actually said that in the, in the conference. So <laughs> way to be transparent. Um, UFC 249 is on Saturday, also in Florida. Uh, tennis matches with like actual relevant uh, tennis players, like top 100s of the world are starting. Um, there are exhi- exhibitions being played in West Palm Beach. Um, golf shops have reopened. And the, the governor actually said, so you may have heard about the, um, uh, the alleged... A charity golf match that's going to be happening between Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. And uh, the governor said that he wants them to come to Florida and, quote, do the golf. So it sounds like that's also going to be a Florida <laughs> thing. And then lastly, the Dolphins owner literally came up with a design for Hard Rock Stadium to accommodate fans so that they could go and watch games in the stadium um, while adhering to all the coronavirus protocols, as though the NFL is like particularly close to coming back. Um, but I just love, I love like Florida's reopened recently and they are really going hard trying to make sports come back. And I, I just respect that they are doing it for the culture. So thank you, Ron DeSantis. And, and thank you, Florida. They're, they're doing, doing a lot. I, I saw too the NBA might be playing their whole season at Disney World as well like because they yeah. have the what? whole ESPN they have the whole like ESPN wide world of sports there and they could like house all the players in like Magic Kingdom and in yeah. Epcot and stuff like that and then they would like bust them into like the fields they, or the courts they have there so. I also read they might be just buying out a, a resort in Las Vegas and trying to do the same thing there. yeah it's absurd mm-hmm. anytime Disney can make some money they'll do it so. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said it's funny too because uh, Disney owns everything, but also specifically owns ESPN. Yeah. So, like, they would have their TV partner there already and stuff like that. So, it would work out yeah. well. Yeah. So, well, 
Speaking of ESPN, I'm next in my short stories, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about The Last Dance, specifically about Jerry Krause and how Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen treated him. So for those who don't know, Jerry Krause was the GM of the Chicago Bulls who sort of assembled the dynasty of the 90s. Um, And I know this documentary is supposed to paint sort of Jordan and Pippen in a positive light because it's made by, I think, Jordan's production company, or they at least helped with it. That aside, but the way they treat Jerry Krause is like, horrific like i'm sure he's not a great person but like anytime he does anything they automatically do the other thing so like he was scouting tony he they drafted tony kukoc and he was like scouting him and he's like i think tony kukoc might be a good prospect and so at the olympics michael jordan and scotty pippen are like we're gonna destroy this man's career and they like they double teamed him on like every play they like made sure he didn't do anything um there was the one defender um for the Suns. i forget his name who uh, apparently Jay Cross was thinking like, oh, like when he becomes a free agent or whatever, I'm thinking about signing him. And Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are like, no, you can't have anything good. So we're gonna like, like we're gonna go up against him on defense all the time and just like, like d- embarrass him. <laughs> and it just seems like everything that Jay Cross wanted, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen would just do the opposite to annoy him and michael jordan would make fun of him for being short all the time yeah. as well like every every single opportunity he gets he's like oh i don't know if you should be smoking that cigar in victory it might stunt your growth even more jerry so like yeah. they're just jerks to jerry Krause. like again i'm sure he's not a perfect person but like lay off michael and scotty <laughs> And and the other thing about it too is is that Kraus passed away a couple years ago, so they're kind of just like trampling. He has no way to defend himself because he's oh. he passed away. Oh. So it's kind of that's, that's another not like great. Eh, yeah yeah you know. Oh my but, god! No, I yeah. I kind of like neutral opinions on Scottie Pippen coming into this, but now I kind of have like negative opinion of mm. him. Oh. So I don't know. I know we we've said it before, and it's it's worth saying again. It's gonna be really interesting to discuss how this like changes people's perception of both MJ and Pippen after the last episode airs. I will say I I do res- I respect the ongoing beef between Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. How he'll he'll never let that go. He he still hates him to this day. They pretty much still hate each other to this day. So I, I respect it. It's on site and I respect that. No, yeah, I respect that one because it seems like two people on, like, an equalish level. But, like, this just seems like MJ and Pippen just, like, punching down for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. And with that, um, our episode is over. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to uh, give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts after listening. Follow us on social media. It all really helps to spread what we're doing. So thanks, and we'll see you next Wednesday.